This one is for all of you moms who are dreading dinner time because it is such a battle. For those of you who are exhausted cooking three different meals trying to get your kids to eat something. Those of you who are tired of the stress of trying to get your kids to just eat something healthy. Those who are worried that your kids aren't getting the nourishment they need. This is for you because today we're talking about six strategies that are going to make healthy eating easier for you with your picky eaters. So um, let's get to it. Welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest, even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Nourished Mom podcast. And I probably don't have to tell you that dealing with picky eaters can be like super stressful, right? We want them to be healthy. We want our kids to be healthy and to grow strong, obviously. And we want to make sure that they have the nourishment that they need to be healthy physically and mentally and spiritually. And we know that what they put into their bodies or what they don't is going to affect all aspects of their health. And we want them to grow. We want our kids to grow to be all that God has created them to be. So it can be easy to go a little crazy when our kids refuse to eat anything, when dinner time becomes a battle, when food becomes hard. Ah! And I feel for you, we have a picky eater who throws tantrums at dinner time and to the point where we almost decided at one point that like, we're just not going to eat dinner anymore. We'll just figure out a different way because this is not working. But I couldn't figure anything else out. So we kept eating dinner. But you know what I did figure out? I figured out lots of strategies to help us work through it so that healthy eating wasn't so hard anymore. And I see so many moms really struggling with this. And it doesn't matter if your picky eater is two or if they're 15, because these strategies will help you. And obviously, I hope your 15-year-old isn't throwing tantrums at the dinner table. But if they are, hey, no judgment. I'm here to help you where you're at. So we have six strategies. So the first thing that I want to talk about is mindset. You're going to see that that is a recurring theme around here because our mindset matters. So much of what we struggle with really is just from our mindset. 
how you perceive your circumstances is going to influence how you react and how you respond. So you've got to get your mindset right. Okay, so you need to get your game face on, mama. Know your goal. So when it comes to eating healthy, your goal is to teach your children to make healthy food choices. So this is a long-term process. This is like the big picture view. So your goal isn't to get your kids to eat their veggies tonight. And you're like, um, yeah, actually, that is my goal. <laughs> but when you focus on compliance instead of education, instead of teaching, it's going to lead to a power struggle. You start forcing your kids to eat. You're bribing them. You're threatening them, whatever methods you're using. But it backfires. And we're going to talk about that more in just a second. But when you focus on the short term, getting your kids to eat healthy today, you feel stressed and defeated when they don't and you don't get immediate results. And when you're overwhelmed, that never looks good for anyone, right? I know you know what I'm talking about. When we get overwhelmed, our whole family suffers. So you need to get your game face on. You need to understand that this is a big picture thing and it's gonna take a little bit of time to teach your kids to make healthy food choices. So when you're getting overwhelmed, when your kids won't eat what you made, when all they want is the processed food, when they start throwing a tantrum, take a deep breath before you go all crazy, mom. Um, it's okay that they said no, that they won't eat. You haven't failed because your job isn't to get them to eat the thing. Your job is to teach them to make good food choices. So as long as you're continually presenting them healthy options, you are doing your job. You are succeeding. Okay, so what does it look like to teach your kids to make healthy food choices? So the first thing I want you to work on is giving your kids some control, right? If you want to teach them to make good food choices, then you need to let them make some choices. And this might not look the way that you want it to. It might look like your kid's saying, I'm not eating that today. And it's hard to give up control. But I promise you, you do not want to go into that power struggle. Giving them control is going to end like 80% of your food battles. And it's going to make your dinners less stressful. Because most of these stressful dinners, most of these food battles actually have little to do with the food that you're putting on the table. Ever notice how one day, like broccoli is your, your child's favorite food? I mean, that might not be the case for you. Maybe, you know, grilled cheese is their favorite food. And then the next day, all of a sudden they hate that food and they're throwing a tantrum at mealtime because they will not eat that. It has nothing to do with the food, obviously. They liked that food yesterday. Most likely, they're trying to gain some control. Kids like to be in control. Like, everybody likes to be in control because it makes us feel safe. But kids don't have many things that they're able to control, right? We tell them what we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it. We, we control so much of what goes on in their lives and for good reason. But 
it leaves them wanting to gain some control. And what can they control? Well, they can control for sure what goes into their mouth. And I'm having this vision of like moms stuffing veggies into their kids' mouths like you will eat this. And yes, you may be able to physically get veggies into your kid's mouth, but if they don't want to swallow it, they're not going to. Oh man. So let your kids have some control and then they're going to stop fighting you for that control. Okay, so how does this work? I just let my kids eat whatever they want? No. Um, So when we were weaning our kids um, onto solids, we followed the baby-led weaning method. And I really just, I really loved what they said about this. So they talked about the role of the parent and the role of the child. So the parent's role is to decide what they're serving, when they're serving it, and where they're serving it. But it's the kid's role to decide whether they're going to eat and how much they're going to eat. And I think this is just genius because it teaches our kids to listen to their own body signals and to make good decisions, right? Because if we're always telling them how much to eat, they're not going to learn how to listen to their body's signals for when they're hungry or full. And think of all the adults that overeat or undereat or eat for the wrong reasons. They have not learned to listen to their body's signals, and that's so many of us as adults. It's so important to listen to your body. So your kids decide whether they're going to eat and how much they're going to eat, and you offer the healthy food. So maybe let your kids make their own plate. So if they choose what food's going onto their plate, they're more likely to eat it. So I love family style meals for this. I am like constantly amazed at what our picky eaters will try when we present it family style because it gives them control. I'm not saying here's what's on your plate, you have to eat it. I'm saying here are the options, choose what you want. And then one thing to make sure of is make sure that you give them some options that you know that they like. Because if there's no familiar options or no no things that they like, they're going to get stressed. But if they have options that they like, they're going to be at ease and they're going to be more likely to try new things. You can also help them feel more in control by getting them involved. Have them help you with the meal planning, with the shopping, with the cooking. If they're involved in it, they're going to take ownership over it and they're going to be more likely to eat because they've helped and they want to eat what they made. Ask them what meals they want. Go through the ingredients. Talk about what's in it. And then when you're at the store, if your kids go to the store with you, talk about the ingredients. Like, okay, now I'm going to go grab the onion that goes into that pasta dish we're making. Or I'm grabbing the tomatoes because the tomatoes make up the pasta sauce. And have them involved. Have them go grab the tomatoes. Have them grab the onion. Whatever they're able to do. So this week... Um, I'm trying to get Silas more involved. Forrest is really into cooking. He really likes it. And Silas consistently says, well, I'm not good at cooking. Um, But he has, like, it seems like he wants to try, but he's just not sure. So this week I asked him, like, do you want to pick out a meal and prepare a meal for us? And he was so excited. He's like, yes, then I can get good at cooking. 
Right, awesome. So he was looking through a little cookbook and picking out what he wanted to make. And then when we go to the store, he's gonna help pick out the ingredients and then we're all gonna cook together, right? Young kids can help cook. They can measure, they can mix, they can chop. Um, Forrest is like my sous chef. He does all of my chopping, which I mean, sometimes I he does use a regular knife. Um, and sometimes I get a little nervous, but we've practiced and he's never cut himself and he's super good at it. He does my measuring. He is like our go-to guacamole chef at the house. If we need an appetizer, he is going to whip it up. And if you're worried about little kids and getting fingers cut, which is totally a reasonable worry, there are like plastic knives that are made especially for toddlers. And I used them in co-op last semester and they worked pretty well. Um, and it's such a great tool to get kids involved and start teaching them those skills. Guys, mealtimes can be such a great bonding experience for families. And I know sometimes it looks so opposite when our kids are picky eaters, but traditionally food brings us together, right? We celebrate over food. And I think this is something that our culture is really missing on a daily basis, right? Our evenings are rushed. Moms are always in the kitchen cooking by themselves. I like, I really, for some reason, just cooking in the kitchen by myself, really, I don't like it. So I try to make dinner a family affair. So I put on the music. I tell everyone to come into the kitchen. I ask if they want to help, if they want to chop. I And if they don't, then I say grab a book and or grab a game or whatever. But let's all be in the kitchen doing this together, bonding together. And I really feel like it makes dinner times go way better. And they're less likely to complain and less likely to be upset about what I'm serving or throw a tantrum. It's just, it changes the whole environment. All right, so let kids have some control. Let them to decide whether they're eating, how much they're eating, and get them involved and make it fun. So the third strategy is to make food a positive experience. So if you're consistently stressed at dinner time for whatever reason, whether it be because you're rushing around trying to get dinner ready before you got to run off to soccer, or whether it's you're stressed because you know that your kids are going to complain and they're not going to eat, if you're feeling that way, the kids are going to sense that and it's going to rub off on them. And stressed kids don't try new things. Stressed kids fight for control. So if this is how your dinners are going, you need to make a change. You can set the tone to create a new atmosphere. Make dinner time something to look forward to. Make it fun. Maybe play a game. Tell some jokes, get the music on, get some conversation cards if your kids are older. Have um, a competition, who can eat the most different colors? That could, <laughs> I don't know, I would definitely win. <laughs> um, cut the food into fun shapes, or maybe incorporate things that your kids like. Like if your kids love Pokemon, make some lightning bolt carrot sticks, or I don't know, get creative, and just incorporate the, the things that they like to make it more fun for them. And if your kids don't eat, like, no big deal. Keep it cool. 
You're creating time for bonding. That's more important than getting your kids to eat your veggie, their veggies tonight. And when they start to feel more comfortable, when they start to see dinner as a positive experience, they're going to be more open to trying all of the things that you want them to eat. Another thing that you should consider when you're thinking about keeping food positive is your words, right? Don't get down on your kids when they won't eat. So, I mean, you don't want to be saying things like, oh, why do you have to be so picky? You never try anything new. That's going to make them feel insecure. That's going to make them feel like they're not good enough. And they're going to instantly resist whatever you're trying to say and whatever you're trying to do. So instead, encourage them. Like, I bet you'd really love that avocado. And praise them. I'm so proud of you for trying that piece of broccoli. So if we use positive reinforcement, it's going to keep our kids trying the things and making the healthy choices that we want them to make. Okay, so our fourth strategy is to set your kids up for success to make healthy food choices. So how do you do that? Remember your role. You choose what food you're offering, right? They choose if they're going to eat it. So you choose what food you buy and what food you bring into the house. So if you're always buying cookies and processed foods, your kids are going to want to eat that. I mean, even adults who understand how food influences our bodies and understand how to make healthy food choices, we choose junk when we have junk in the house. It's just how it goes. So if you want to set them up to make healthy food choices, you've got to switch to healthier options. So when it comes to snacks, our like go-to snack option, the one that I always like to give, is fruit because it's easy, it's colorful, it's exciting, it tastes good. So we stay stocked up on fruit. The kids love these popsicles. I think they're called good pops. They have no added sugar. They're made um, from lemonade, I think, but the ingredients are pretty good. Um, so that's just, that's a go-to that they really like. Guacamole. We like guacamole with chips. I would love to say that they love guacamole with veggies, but we are not there yet. But I just keep eating the veggies with the guacamole and keep offering it. And one day, you know, you never know what the kids are going to eat. Silas started eating sushi this week and started eating, eating avocado this week. So that's a win. My boys also really like cheese sticks, so I always make sure I get organic, and they love yogurt, and you have to be careful with yogurt because there can be so much sugar. So one that I found, it's not organic, so it's not like a perfect match for us, but there's no added sugar, and it's the Chobani brand, um, but it's just the one with no sugar added. So my kids love yogurt, so I really do like to have that for them. And that's the best store-bought one I can find so far. And I always say I'm going to make some, and I have in the past, and maybe I'll get back on the bandwagon and start making some yogurt in my Instant Pot again. We shall see. 
but just start switching to healthier options. And you don't have to switch everything all at once. In fact, like don't do that because your kids will probably freak. Um, but make changes slowly. Like swap out one thing each week. And then when you get something new, like talk it up. Like, oh, I just got this awesome new fruit that I want to try. Or I just got these great new yogurts. They look so good. And like talk it up. Make the kids excited about it so they'll be more apt to try it. And, you know, maybe they don't try the new things right away, but the more that they are exposed to healthy foods and better options, the more they'll be likely to eat them. So studies say, I think, I don't want to get you discouraged, but studies say like 15 times kids have to be exposed to something before they're comfortable eating it and trying it. But exposure can just mean like you talking about it. So it's just like 15 times that they're exposed to it. So just keep up the good work. Just keep offering the healthy things and your kids will start coming around. Okay, so a strategy number five is to set some ground rules for your family, for your kids and for yourself so that you guys know what to expect and you have a framework to make good decisions. And then be consistent. So things like maybe for your family, you might say, well, there's no snacks if we didn't eat dinner. So if your kids don't eat dinner, they don't get a snack after dinner. Maybe that won't work for your family. No big deal. But if that's a rule for you guys, it makes it easier for your kids to make a decision to eat dinner because they know what to expect. They know that you are consistent and that your family rule is that there are no snacks after dinner if they didn't eat any of their meal. We have a strict no complaining rule at dinner time because it was getting like really overwhelming no matter what I cooked. We, I put the plates down and Forrest would immediately say, I'm not eating that. It looks horrible. And I'm like, you know, that's just kind of rude. Like I just spent an hour cooking <laughs> and it had to stop. So, you know, we discussed it and we just made a strict rule. Like there's no complaining at the dinner table. You are, you are free to offer your opinion and say, oh man, I really didn't want that tonight. And that's okay as long as you say it in a respectful way. But coming to the dinner table and being like, that's gross, I'm not eating it, is just plain rude. So let's just stop that before it starts. <laughs> and really what that looks like for us is just if they start complaining, I say, oh, oh, wait a minute, no complaining at the dinner table. Do you want to try again? And then they'll say, oh yeah, I'm sorry. And they'll say something positive or something just different. So just find rules that work for your family that will help your kids to know what to expect, help yourself to know what to expect, and stay consistent. One rule I want you to make for yourself is to not cook more than one meal. Don't be cooking three different meals for every person in your family because, first of all, this will make them never want to try new things because they know that you're always going to make them whatever alternative they want. So it's just a bad habit to get in because it makes more work for you. It makes you more stressed out. And it really just makes your kids, it makes them more picky because it takes out any motive for them to try anything new. 
And there's a difference between accommodating and catering. So we can work with our kids without cooking a separate meal. So for instance, like tonight we had salmon and I really wanted to do a salmon stir fry, which Dale and I love, but the kids don't, they don't really like food mixed together with like veggies and all this stuff. So they'll eat stuff separately, but they don't love it mixed together. But they do like sushi. So I'm already cooking the rice. I'm already cooking the salmon. I have the nori to wrap into sushi. So I just, I take what I've cooked and I wrap it up into sushi. I'm not going to cook a whole different meal, but like I can separate the ingredients or like Forrest used to not like taco seasoning. So when we were making tacos, I would take out some meat before I seasoned it and put it aside for him so he could have the meat unseasoned. So this is helping your kids and it's accommodating them, but it's not catering to them by making double meals. So that's a difference. Okay. So the last strategy, number six, is to get your kids a good vitamin so you can stop stressing over whether or not they're getting the nutrients that they need. If you have a good vitamin, you can rest assured that they're getting some of the stuff that they need. And I want you to make sure that it's made from real food. Don't get some synthetic vitamin because your body will not see it as real food and then it won't absorb it and process it in the same way that it would a vitamin that's actually made from real food. So we use Juice Plus and I really love it because the gummies taste pretty good so the kids will eat it. Um, Forrest has consistently like just not eaten whatever vitamin I ever get for him. Um, he's super picky with all the things and it was hard to find a vitamin that he actually would eat but Juice Plus for the win because he has consistently been taking it every day as long as I ask him. And Juice Plus is made from real food. So what it is is just concentrated juice powders from like 30 different fruits and veggies. So your kids are getting vitamins and nutrients from 30 different foods and their bodies are recognizing it as real food so it can be processed and absorbed. So I became a distributor recently because I wanted to offer a solution to my clients that made nourishing their families easier, right? Because you've heard me say it before, I'm all about making things easier for you guys. And I love the family plan that Juice Plus has because then everyone in your family gets to have fruits and veggies every day because when you get the fruit and veggie capsules for an adult, you get free chewables or capsules for a child. And mama, you need more fruits and veggies too. Don't be kidding yourself. <laughs> So if you want to get your family signed up and just start getting all of that nourishment, all the fruits and veggies in your kids, all the stuff that you guys need to thrive, I'm going to put a link to where you can buy them in the show notes. Okay, so let's recap. So strategy number one, stay focused on your goal. So this is a long-term goal. We're teaching kids to make healthy food choices. So just drop the stress of the day-to-day. -day. If they don't eat their veggies today, like no big deal. So strategy number two, give your kids some control. They decide whether they're going to eat and they decide how much. 
and then get them involved in the whole process so they have some ownership over it. So strategy number three, make food a positive experience. Make dinner time fun and keep your words positive. Strategy four, set your kiddos up for success and yourself up for success by keeping healthy food in the house and swapping out the junk. Strategy number five, set consistent ground rules that work for your family so everybody knows what to expect so they have the foundation to make good choices. And strategy number six, Get your family on Juice Plus so you can stop worrying if your kids are getting the nourishment that they need. All right, Mama, you've got this. God is equipping you with all that you need to raise healthy children who love the Lord. And I pray that you turn to him for wisdom and guidance and that he blesses you with patience and peace. Amen, sister. All right, until next time. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcast? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.